Dr. Emily Funk Reynolds, and you are listening to the Confessions of a Young Doctor podcast, where we are striving for a balance at work and at home so that we can be the best for our patients, our family, and most importantly, for ourselves. Hi, podcast family. I feel like it's been a while since I came on here and talked with you guys because I went to AAO and then it was Memorial Day, so I haven't actually recorded for you guys in a few weeks now. Um, so it feels good to be back. Um, and you know, as usual, I just kind of want to start with an update and tell you guys a little bit about how things are going um, and recent events. So. Obviously, as you know, I went to the AAO meeting, which was really great. Um, it was the first time that I actually got to go since the two events that happened during my residency were all canceled because of the pandemic. And I'd been to other, you know, conferences in the past, and they're all similar. Um, but it was great to finally be at the one for, you know, my profession. Um, and not just dental or not students, you know, see people that have been in the field for 20, 30 years and connect with them and also to see my co-residents and, you know, old faculty, people that I interacted with even during my, you know, dental school journey because I think that that's one of the things that I miss honestly, about residency versus private practice is that in residency, you know, you're with your class every day um, and you have people to kind of commiserate with and talk about cases, talk about, you know, just day-to-day practice stuff. And when you are out in private practice, you lose that. Um, And for me, especially, you know, my, I'm either in my own practice where I obviously am the only doctor or I'm at my associateship where um, there are two of us doctors, but we don't work on the same days. So, you know, occasionally we communicate about patients like a little bit, but I don't have that same kind of camaraderie with anybody. Um, so it was nice to just reconnect and, you know, talk to people that are going through the same things as you and just understand um, kind of what your day looks like and and can relate. Um, I think there's really something to be said for just being around people that are in a similar position to you and just feeling like you don't have to explain the backstory or try to convey, you know, what it feels like when, you know, you're working on a patient and you're behind and the assistants are waiting for you or something like that you know they just know all you have to do is just (laughs) be in their presence and instantly you know you feel that connection um and i think that's really cool too even for people who i may not have met but are also orthodontists i feel like it's something that you instantly connect with them because they just understand um so that was really great and you know it's just a nice to be on, you know, quote unquote, the other side of the pandemic um, in terms of, you know, major events being canceled and being able to see people. Um, It's just refreshing to feel like we're kind of heading back into somewhat of normal life, even though, you know, it's still very much around. 
so that was great and I think it was also nice because I got to bring my husband with me and he got to experience the ortho world um, for a little bit and I think he had fun so overall just a great trip and honestly it was my first trip um, since our honeymoon in 2019 so it's just nice to have a change of, of scenery even if it was for work um, so yeah I'm really happy that I went and I'm looking forward to you know future events like that and it just kind of refreshed my spirit in terms of you know being an orthodontist um, and also learned a lot of great things too um, practice wise and you know business wise um, so clinical stuff but also you know got some helpful hints for the practice which at this point I am always open to hear and and always ready to learn as much as I can so I think it was valuable and I would encourage anybody to go to meetings like that if you have the opportunity especially early on in your career um, I think it's just a great way to refresh um, your field and, and also just feel connected to others so I would yeah recommend it um, and then after that we kind of ran right into Memorial Day where um, I am very lucky that I got to spend that with my family um, at the beach and so that was like another little mini vacation and um, I had a great time just kind of you know let work obligation stuff fall a little bit on the back burner I mean I was still you know doing my Invisalign course in the mornings and and working on some small things here and there but most of the time my weekends are are filled with work things so it was nice to kind of let myself unplug a little bit and um just enjoy being around family and around people that I care about and then again you know being in a different environment I feel like really disconnecting these past two weekends in a row has kind of given me a renewed spirit um but also allowed me to just think a little bit more um about my current situation and how I'm feeling with everything because I think on a day-to-day basis you get so caught up in just you know checking off your to-do list or on to the next appointment that sometimes you don't even really think you're just like on autopilot of all the things that you have to do so switching up my routine definitely helped me to kind of like assess where I am and just kind of like mentally check in with myself which I think is definitely important to do um every now and again especially if you're in a, a period like I am where you know workload is heavier stress load is higher um so yeah if you haven't lately um, this is your reminder to take some mental health time so that's kind of you know i guess life update for this week but actually when i was at aao one of the questions that i got a lot from you know people who I hadn't seen in a while, who know that I've opened up the practice and things like that. You know, everybody wanted to know, you know, first how I'm doing, which I appreciate. Um, but also, you know, like how 
I started and I got a lot of people being like wow like I'm so impressed like that's not something I could ever do um and I feel like people when they're you know talking to me or asking me questions they it seems like it's so far out of reach for them and I that's hard for me because I feel like I don't feel like I'm anybody special I don't feel like I'm doing anything that another person isn't capable of doing I honestly think it just comes down to taking the risk and you know knowing that you have confidence in yourself and your ability to you know make this thing work and I think that a lot of times people think that I have everything figured out and that you know I'm so thorough and I've done all my research and I know exactly how to run a practice you know super well and I have all my ducks in a row and you know while I did spend a lot of time researching things and you know I do my best to be informed I definitely do not have all the answers um and there are a lot of things that i'm just kind of making up as i go along you know um you know we'll try something a certain way and it's not working out then we change it up and we try it a different way um and you know that's just kind of part of the process and i think that a lot of times people get into you know that analysis paralysis a little bit where they feel like they want to do things the quote right way and there is no you know clear-cut way and I think that is what prevents a lot of people from taking that first leap and you know I totally get it because this is something that I have definitely struggled with because I am very much a planner and you know, if you think about this path that we took to get to this point, right, to become a doctor or a specialist, it's very well planned. It's very like, check these boxes and you will, you know, get there, you know, just in undergrad, take your prereqs and get good grades, you know, volunteer, get some experience, then, you know, get into dental school you know, do well on your DIT and all of that, you'll get into dental school. Then once you're in dental school, it's like, do research, get good grades, you know, get faculty to like you, have good recommendations, have experience in the department, you know, go shadow with the people that are doing the specialty that you want to do, then match to residency. And then it's like, okay, now I made it to the the final level okay you know i've made it all the way through to residency and now that's it like now there's no set of steps that are the roadmap for the next thing it's like the next gradual step of course is go get a job you know work for a few years and then if you want to start a practice or you know buy into a practice or acquire a practice or you know stay an associate and while those different options are kind of well defined the actual steps for each one of them are 
very poorly defined. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just because, you know, the further you get up in those layers, there are fewer and fewer people doing those things, you know, to have as many resources and things like that. But I feel like there there's no step-by-step instructions for starting a practice. And we, because of the path that we've taken to get to where we are, are very used to knowing the steps, doing the steps, and not just doing the steps, you know, exceeding the expectations and getting to the next level. And it's very hard to know which direction to go when those processes are not well-defined. And I know that that's something that other people struggle with because it's something that I personally struggle with because I'm a very regimented and sequential person and I always have a plan. And there are just too many variables with starting a practice. And I tried to plan as best as I could. And, you know, I think things have gone relatively well to plan, but there's a certain point where you just have to kind of let go and just go for it. And, you know, done is better than perfect because if I were still trying to figure out exactly how to get from A to Z with everything with my practice and and grow it and all of that, I wouldn't be open yet (laughs) because it's pretty much like not something that you can totally figure out. And I think getting comfortable with that and just knowing that a little bit of it, you'll just have to figure out as you go is a really tough step, especially for us because of the mentality that we have due to the way that we've gotten to the point where we are. And I think that it can be a barrier for some people. So I wanted to kind of devote an episode to saying like, hey, I get it. I feel the same way, but you need to push through that and you need to just trust in yourself. And I hate to say trust the process, but kind of trust the process and know that it is going to be a process and it's going to be ever-changing and you will just have to figure it out as you go and that is okay because that is the way that it's done you know different parts of the country different patient demographics different practice styles all of that plays into what your practice could look like and because of that I think it makes it so difficult for any one person to give us that roadmap that we're so desperately looking for and you know even with my practice I'm, I'm certain that there are things that I will regret the way that I've set them up you know certain things with the layout of my office once we're busier you know there will be things in the flow of it that I'm sure don't work well and you know it might cost me a substantial amount of money sometime in the future to like remodel a portion of my office or things like that but if I had waited until I got you know the perfect ergonomic flow functional design I wouldn't I wouldn't have a practice yet because that's something that is so a difficult to nail down and b dependent 
upon you and your practice and the way that you want things to flow. And as a startup, you know, I think that I was pretty clear on my vision as we've talked about in prior episodes, but you know, I can't imagine the the path that every assistant is going to take in my office from the back to the front and what their exact duties are going to be like, you know, at this point I just want patients to show up. So, you know, you can't get too into the weeds. You want to try to think as many things through as you can and you know, like everything else, it's a balance between planning for what you can but not allowing over planning to prevent you from moving forward and i think that like i said a lot of people can get caught up in that so if you find yourself you know searching for the perfect location or the perfect space just try not to get too bogged down in that you want to make an educated decision you want to make sure demographics make sense you don't want to do something that's going to be you know terrible and you want to try to safeguard yourself against certain things like for example with my space you know it's right next to a karate studio so one of the things that we thought about was that the you know the space next door is going to be loud there's going to be kids over there you know playing loud music and kicking and saying hi yeah and things like that so I paid to have a reinforced wall as part of my build out you know there's certain things like that that you can have forethought about and think about but when it comes to every detail there's going to be something you know I already know that I wish I had more outlets you know in my space and I probably should have guessed that from the beginning but it's just there's always going to be something And if you let that be a deterrent to you getting started, then you'll never get where you want to go with anything in life. So just take a risk, bet on yourself. And, you know, there might be things that cost you money or time in the future that you have to, you know, quote, fix or change. But there will be... (laughs) A million other things that go well and and go the way that you want them to and the most important thing is that you get started because with a startup it takes time to build and to grow and time is the most valuable asset in life you know you can't get a moment back and every moment that you waste thinking what if or telling yourself the reasons why something might not work out is time that you could have spent growing and getting to the place that you want to be. So while I am, you know, by no means an expert and I don't want anybody to think that I am, you know, a year and a half further down this journey than I would have been if I waited until I was 100% comfortable to get started. I began the process of my office in November of 2020. So, um, you know, it took over a year to even get 
built and now we're about five months five or six months into being open so you know if i didn't just go for it and let some inefficiencies or not exactly optimized decisions go then you know i wouldn't have the active patients that i have right now and we wouldn't have the revenue that we've generated right now and that is huge so whatever's holding you back do your best research it find out as much information as you can ask people make the most informed decision that you can and then just pick something and go for it because you can't get time back and that's all i have to say i feel like that's one thing that if i could get every young doctor who wants to go off on their own to understand then i would be happy so if that's you listening um here's your kick in the pants (laughs) all right guys um that is going to do it for this week and i will catch you in the next one i hope you have an amazing week